Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Player Profile and Projections. We've got one of the kids today, one of the youngins. One of the babies. One of the babies, one of the best babies in baseball right now. That's what a lot of people are saying. Francisco Alvarez. The third best baby, according to some, the third best prospect, Francisco Alvarez, the man himself, the future behind the plate. Francisco Alvarez. Another Venezuelan Met. How about it? What a stud, too. The guy looks great in camp. He's stout, yes. strong. He's easy to identify behind the plate, by the way. Short and stout is what it's all He's about. He's just massive. He's, like, super wide, his whole body. He looks like a catcher. Yeah, absolutely. Like, those old school, you're like, you see him walking around, you're like, that guy's a catcher. Yes, exactly. And I think that's why the Mets are waiting on him, because they want him to get some seasoning in AAA this season. At the catcher position. But this was a guy that I really felt like kind of deserved his own episode. We're combining Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos in one of our episodes. But Francisco Alvarez is probably the most hyped up Mets prospect since Ahmed Rosario. And I know that can surface some bad memories because of how that went. And Ahmed has turned out to be a great player for the Cleveland Guardians. But yeah, there's a ton of hype surrounding Francisco Alvarez. As you said, he was the number three ranked prospect in baseball. Obviously the top of the Mets system. And the Mets have had a really tough time finding a guy to catch some ball games pretty much since 2015. So we're hoping that Francisco Alvarez could maybe be the answer. Yeah, it's a uh, he's the real deal too. Um, I got a chance to throw to him. That's right. Yeah. In 21, I was at the alternate site. He was there. The guy's the real deal. He's actually, you know, all the offensive prowess. You can look at the numbers from AAA. Do you want to run through those? Yeah, I will. Uh, so 2022 stats, very small sample size, but I'm going to go through his minor league stats really yeah, quick. Yeah, go through his minor league. Because that's where the really good stuff is. So 112 mm -hmm. games as he rose from AA to AAA last year. 495 plate appearances, 22 doubles, 27 home runs, 78 RBI, 70 walks. That's good for a 260 batting clip, 374 on base, 511 slugging from the backstop position, and an 885 OPS. And then he came up to the bigs in the biggest series of the year, Mets-Braves. Didn't do well there, but did get his first major league home run after the fact. Caught his first major league game and got a playoff at bat as well. So kind of... A tiny taste for Francisco Alvarez. Yeah, you see the the uh, what what's it, how old is he and when's his birthday now? He's twenty one. He's twenty one this year. He's going to be twenty one. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Oh, oh he he's going 21 to be, yeah, in he's November. Gonna be 22 in God, November. he was born in 2001. That's so messed up. That's <laughs> I graduated so high school up. that year. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. But he, it, you could see the real deal. He's only 21. He could still grow into an even more powerful. I'm talking 30, 40 home runs from the catcher position. Right. Um, Which you really haven't seen since, like, Mike Piazza. Absolutely. That doesn't exist. Which you could see the hype. But on top of that, having thrown to him, and I'm pretty particular about that. If of course. You're, he works hard. He's got some, some skill. He's got some soft hands. He's smart. He could be a dual threat kind of player. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we had talked a lot about how I wanted to see his bat immediately because I do believe his bat is potentially major league ready. We didn't see enough of it to really put a, a gauge on that, but the Mets are prioritizing the fact that he's a catcher. They want him to continue to learn the position. I do still maintain the belief that if he was on this opening day roster batting eighth or whatever it is, he would begin to mash because I do believe he's that talented. I mean, he's, I agree. he's number three right up there with Gunnar Henderson, who came up and was a stud last year for the Orioles, and Corbin Carroll, who pretty much everybody is picking for NL Rookie of the Year this year. Yeah, I think uh, I was hoping that he was going to be the guy getting – I before they signed Narvaez to right. be behind the plate, 
I was like him and Nito work together, figure it out. And I thought maybe because the pitch com now, the pitchers can call their own pitches. Right. That would be a little bit easier for Scherzer, Verlander, those guys. But you don't want to force that issue. I can understand because if you guys play fantasy football, having a catcher produce like that is like having Travis Kelsey on your team. Exactly. Because there's like three guys, two guys at the top of tight ends, and then everybody else is just blah. Francisco Alvarez's potential at the catcher position makes him super elite uh, because the just the league average around is is so much poorer. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tall order to ask Francisco Alvarez to come up and immediately catch Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer in a for a team that's trying to win a World Series. That's an immense amount of pressure on top of the pressure that's already being placed on him being the number three prospect in baseball. But I do also believe you're going to see some like video game numbers at AAA this year for Francisco Alvarez. Unfortunately for us, he hasn't been involved in a lot of the spring training action yet. Like, I saw him take one at-bat and put on some catching gear, so I guess they're keeping him behind closed doors because he's the prize jewel or whatever. But Francisco Alvarez is something that should excite every Mets fan because this has the potential to be the best catcher this team has seen in two decades. And after going through... You know, I liked Wilson Ramos in 2019, but definitely not Fleet of Foot. And then the James McCann debacle. And I love Tomas Nito, but the offensive numbers have never been there. This is a guy that could really put both sides of the ball together and be an impact piece for the Mets. You just skipping over Darno? Is that personal? Darno was further back, man. Is that because he's Darnell, a brave now? he's a brave, so it's hard <laughs> to root for him, man. It hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rene Rivera has something to say I love Rene Rivera, actually. But, 2016 uh, playoff catcher. Just retired, so shout out. Congratulations, Rene. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Alvarez, is the hype is real. I understand it. I can get right behind it. Um, it'll be interesting to see. If he does get a ton of plate appearances, uh, I'll be shocked. Yeah. So let's get right into their projections from Steamer. Yeah, Dalton gave us two different projections this time for like, them the both. only they're episode. So, they're so they're, – they're tale of two worlds right yeah. there. So – we like Steamer. We usually rely on Steamer. Uh, but they have him playing 32 games, getting 134 plate appearances. So basically, September, one mo- September, one month of the season. Uh, five home runs, 15 RBI, 15 runs, 218 average. They're not very high on him in his rookie year, essentially. A 104 weighted runs created plus. Then there's the Zips projection, which Fangraphs offers right below it. And that has him at 119 games, a yeah. staggering difference. That's like a, so Steamer and Zips are different programs that run, right. basically run the gamut, and they figure out what they think are going to do. So, yeah, it's the other end. It's 119 games. 500 plate appearances, so well over half the season. 21 home runs, 19 doubles, 69 RBIs, nice, 64 runs, 55 walks, still a lower average at 220, but a 112 rated, weighted runs created plus and a 411 slugging. Yeah, completely different sides of the coin, kind of measured based on volume, but I definitely could see either one of these happening, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one or the other. Because yeah. when he comes up, as long as he's up, he's playing. Like, that's yes. the only way. He's so young. He you cannot needs... call him up and have him sit on the bench. Exactly. And so he needs the reps. And I think that's exactly why they went out and got Narvaez, because McCann wasn't getting them anything from the other side of the plate. They need something. Nito might as well be McCann on that side, because, it, you know, and then they Tough. brought Narvaez to bat from the left side. Right. So he's going to catch, and he's going to bat probably third every day in AAA until he gets to the big leagues, and he's probably going to be in the lineup every single day when he gets to the big leagues. Yeah, barring any injury to Narvaez or Nito, that'll likely be the outlook for him. Uh, one thing I want to highlight, which I think is kind of an underrated piece of all this, is that 
the rotation that he's going to catch in AAA is a pretty good rotation of Tyler McGill, who's a major league pitcher, David Peterson, major league pitcher, Joey Lucchese, major league pitcher. All these guys have been major league starters at one point in their career. They're not Verlander and Scherzer and all those really established guys, but this is still valuable reps that Alvarez will be getting because I believe his taste of AAA was not very long that much at all. He spent the bulk of the year uh, in double A, he had 67 games at double A, 40 games at triple A. So still, he could use some seasoning there, uh, similar to like Brett Beatty, who absolutely, got a yeah, yeah. I mean, you, there's only so much baseball you can learn off the field. You have to take reps. Baseball is a different sport. You have to be able to catch. You have to see the ball coming in, all the above. So yeah, he needs some seasoning. The last thing I think this Mets uh, regime wants to do is throw this guy into the fire too soon maybe destroy his confidence and really hinder his progress as a major league hitter. I am still kind of shocked that he got the call at the end of the season. I know the Mets were looking for answers, but that is still a move that shocks me. They had a couple of moments that they could have brought him up, and they chose not to. They brought Vientos, they brought Beatty. Beatty was understandable. Vientos was like, it could have been him. And then when Ruff was having that that really rough stretch, they could have brought him up any other time. And then Ruff had like a, I think it was his wrist. Yeah. And they were like, all right, for Which this. kind of seemed a little phantom. They threw him into the fire yeah. with that Atlanta series. And I was, I'm was, i still glad that they did it because they could have caught lightning in a bottle, but right. they didn't. They gave him a chance. They gave him some, some experience in the big leagues, gave him a taste. Now he knows. One of the things about coming to the big leagues, you're chasing getting to the big leagues your whole life. Yes. Then you get there, and you're like, all right, well, now what? Now you have to re- assess and redo your goals because you've achieved it. Now that's not it. Now yeah. how do I stay here? What does it look like? I didn't know the questions to ask because you're ignorant of it until you get there. And so once you're there, you're like, oh, I see. I need to do this, that, this, the other thing. You talk to the guys, ask them the right questions. You just don't know. You're ignorant of things that you have no idea about. Right. And it's nothing to do with him, but I'm actually really glad that they came up, kind of threw them to the Sharks, he could have been amazing. He ended up hitting one home run off Carl Edwards Which Jr. Is nice, nice moment. Very nice moment. But uh, he looked overmatched. He looked like he was pressing a little bit. Uh, but you can still see all the potential. Yeah, and I mean, it's a 21-year-old kid. You want him to make sure like he's got the seasoning under his belt. Hindsight is 2020. Obviously, if Alvarez comes up and hits huge home runs in the Brave series, we're speaking the praise of the Mets ownership for sitting on it and then pulling the trigger at that moment. But. He came up when the lights were the brightest they had been the entire season last year. Got an at-bat in the playoffs, I believe, in the ninth inning of the game that the Mets lost. But the Mets did give him a look, which is nice. They don't, you, if you're not a special, highly-ranked prospect, you might not get that look. And I think Beatty and Vientos got a little bit more because they had more time in the minor leagues, a little bit older. But they I had think, a little bit more of a need at the position. Exactly. So I think that at the end of the day, it's not going to do any harm to Francisco Alvarez. It's really a matter of, okay, what does that make his outlook for the 2023 season look like? And that brings us to our over-under. Correct. The over-under that they have here for us is 59 and a half games. That's high. That is high. And so I'm going to take the under. Mm. I just don't see a point where he's got to take the reins because, again, if he comes up, he has to play. Right. If Nito needs some time off, it's going to be Narvaez. If Narvaez gets hurt, it's going to be it's going to be Nito. They'll need a backup. I I don't see a position where he's going to come up, especially with the contract they signed Narvaez to, which is a pretty hefty one. Two years, two years with another option. Yeah. They're not just going to carry three catchers on that. I don't see that unless he DHs, but that also 
gets rid of your flexibility with Pete, with some of the older position players. Right. I just don't see a, a point after they sign Narvaez where this guy gets 60 games in the big leagues. You know, all your reasoning is very, very rational. It makes a ton of sense to me. He's also he's coming off right ankle surgery this offseason to address some cartilage damage. It looks like he's fully healthy now. I'm sure oh, that's they wanna... right. That also delayed it, and he right. came up after that. Exactly. So I'm sure the Mets are going to use their safety gloves with Alvarez. But I'm going to be a fan, and I'm going to say the over, <laughs> because I think that Alvarez has the potential to really force the Mets' hand if he's mashing at AAA. We've seen Brett Beatty mash at AA last year, came up to the big leagues, had a moment, and is doing great in spring training right now. Alvarez has the capability to be that kind of hitter. And yes, the Mets have kind of, not, I wouldn't say backed themselves into a corner, but given themselves a plethora of options with the Narvaez deal, with the Nito extension. But... At the end of the day, three catchers isn't the worst thing in the world. This is a bench that has a lot of established presences on it. And if nothing really clicks with Ruff, if Canna's not hitting for power, if Escobar is not the September version we saw, maybe the Mets need a boost in mid-May. The NL East is going to be tough this year. The Phillies are going to be very, very good. The Braves will be good, as always. Maybe they need somebody in the middle of the lineup to bring some magic to the team. I'm speaking purely out of fanfare here. I'm going to take the over. Maybe he gets some DH reps. Maybe he's a catching sensation right off the bat. <laughs> I am high on Francisco Alvarez. You painted a picture where I could see it happening. Like you I like could, that vision, right? I don't actually like the vision wow. because it has a lot of other That's guys yeah, playing underneath what we need. <laughs> but I actually can't see it happening. Some guys struggling, and you need that pop. He'd come in and hopefully slot behind Pete and light the world on fire, and it, he carries the Mets to the – to the World Series victories on top of the parade. And then the like, Mets give him the Braves contract where it's yeah. eight years for $2 and he's here forever. <laughs> and it's, everything is great. But that that's an important thing to bring up. The Mets are finally kind of entering that era of their prospects getting to the big leagues. And these guys, if they come up and they show out, there's a lot of money to go around with there's, Steve Cohen's Mets. There's, you know? They're graduating some of their big prospects. And yeah. there's some uh, coming up again. It, it's interesting, it's but the new Alvarez era is, he is the cream of the crop. I, I yeah. like what Brett Beatty brings to the table. He could be a great player. He could be a Hall of Famer. Francisco Alvarez is a shining star already. He's electric. He's fun. He's charismatic. He's got some swag to him. I like, you know, wear a chain. He could be, I could see him lighting New York and being the king of New York for a while. There's been a lot of good catchers in Mets history. in New York. So hopefully the burden isn't too heavy on his shoulders. But <laughs> I'm very excited for Francisco Alvarez. I, do, I was getting a little hyperbolic back there. Hopefully they do take their time and make sure he is ready when he comes up. But... That home run swing off Carl Edwards Jr. That was that was a sweet swing. He's got special pop. Like yeah. the ball bounces off his bat. He's he's fun to watch. he's a superstar in the making. Uh, and I hope it comes to fruition, man. Playing baseball is hard. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Catching is the hardest position to play in baseball. There's a lot of things working against him. It's hard to play in the big leagues, but his ceiling is truly truly Hall of Fame level. Yeah, and I was a catcher, so I got a certain affinity for him. I'm biased. I, I'm the first one to admit it, but I think that's all we got on the number one prospect in the Mets system. Yeah, from Cloverfield Lane, Jolly, I guess it's Jerry, true. LGM. We'll see you guys tomorrow for tomorrow. another episode of Peace. LFGM, as Pete would say. Leave a like. Subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter. Write a review. You don't have Send to do us that. A, a letter in snail mail. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Fax us at the John Boy <laughs> offices. Send us a singing telegram. 